Hello, hello, and welcome to the Red Button Podcast. I'm your host, Cheryl. So last week, I had a conversation with a friend who had struggled with suicidal thoughts, and he shared how he was able to overcome some of his mental health struggles. And if you were able to hear his story, I had mentioned a statistic on there that that I had read on how the number one reason death occurs in teenagers is due to suicide. And that statistic just stood out to me. And my friend Pooja and I were talking about this and she actually suggested the idea that maybe we need to address this topic on the podcast so others would know what to do or how to help the teenager. So for today's episode, my friend Pooja, who is also a therapist, will be joining me today. She is a licensed mental health counselor. She received her degree from Columbia University and is currently working in Mumbai. She has lots of experience working with children and families. Pooja shares such great information on how teenagers are affected with mental health and what we could do differently. I will include her contact info on my show notes and on my Instagram page if you know of someone or have a teenager that is struggling with suicidal thoughts. Now, as you listen, I hope you feel encouraged and less alone. Hey, Fran, thanks for joining me on the Red Button Podcast. How are you? Hi, I'm good. Thank you for having me here. How are you? I'm great. So, you know, you and I have been talking a lot about suicide lately and on the topic of suicide and how it is so prevalent here in India. And my previous conversation was about suicide in adults. But one thing I don't think a lot of people know is how suicide also affects teenagers. Can you expand a little bit more on what is the difference between how a an adult processes things and how a teenager processes things. Sure, absolutely. Yeah, I think that's a super important point for uh, anyone to discuss. And so there are some things that are similar where uh, adults and teenagers uh, or anyone uh, is concerned regarding suicide, which is that it doesn't necessarily just happen one day. It's something that builds up slowly. There are underlying factors, deep-rooted, potentially depression, anxiety, a lot of things that come together for someone to uh, take that final step as well, or to even start having uh, suicidal ideation, which is thoughts and strong feelings of, I wish uh, I could end my life because I cannot live the life I'm living right now. Mm-hmm. Um, one big difference that comes up with teenagers versus adults is that when teenagers think about suicide or think about ending their life, their brains are not as developed as adults because their brains are still growing. Mm-hmm. And so uh, at that moment, they are not yet ready to look at suicide as um, a finality with death. Mm-hmm. So when they think of suicide, it's more fantastical thinking, which is a fantasy of ending my current situation, but it's not connected to uh, I'm ending my life entirely. Mm-hmm. And that finality of death thinking has not been developed in the brain yet. Mm-hmm. And so when uh, teenagers think of suicide, it kind of ends there. It ends at the uh, reassuring kind of 
moment of I will end my difficulties that I'm facing right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, not to trivialize the difficulties, what the teenager is probably going through in that moment is very overwhelming, is very difficult, is deeply hurtful and painful for them. And it's not something that they feel they can manage alone. So in that sense, it's similar where uh, any person who's thinking about suicide has potentially a a mental health issue underlying deep-rooted, as well as is very overwhelmed with being able to manage certain things in life at that point. No, that's really good. What do you think, based on your experience as a therapist, what are some common themes or common stories that you hear from teenagers as to why they would um, even consider suicide? What do you think are some issues? Sure, yeah. So the, um, the pattern that is the most prominent is I cannot continue living life as it is right now. I, and I cannot see it change. Mm-hmm. So the, the wish and the desire is uh, I want a different type of life. Mm-hmm. And if I end my life, I will be able to get that new life. Mm-hmm. And I'll be able to leave all these things that I am not able to resolve or I am not able to move fast and move against. Mm-hmm. It's this like helpless feeling of I can't do this and I want to change my situation. Mm-hmm. Is it normally related to family issues or is it school issues? What do you think yeah. it is? So it can be, uh, It can. it's usually a huge spectrum. There's a lot of... Uh, teenagers, even younger people who uh, face a lot of bullying in their life. Maybe it's in school, maybe it's their building friends, maybe it's even siblings and cousins. Mm -hmm. And they feel like they really just have no support. They have no peer group. And you have adults in your life, but sometimes that doesn't feel enough, especially at that age without a strong peer circle. And if you're getting constantly bullied at school. Yeah. That's great. That's yeah. true. And kids can be cruel. Oh, yes, they can be. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I totally absolutely. agree. And as you correctly mentioned, the other thing is a family situation when um, parents are going through a horrible divorce. And it's not the intention of the parents to uh, have the child feel that way. But a lot of times, children experience it very differently than adults do. Mm-hmm. And so if the family situation is really bad sometimes uh, that's what happens Uh, a lot of other reasons is abuse abuse is a very very high indicator or correlator for when uh, children teenagers even young adults uh, talk about suicide because their current life sometimes just feels so shameful Mm -hmm. and so horrible to even continue living out so hard um well what do you think are some warning signs that parents or family members should look out for or watch out for when if they have a teenager at home or in the classroom what are some things that they should look sure so one major thing to look out for is um stark personality changes so if you have a child or a student who's typically quite shy, quite introverted, is suddenly now acting very rebellious, very boisterous, very talkative. I would pay attention to that and wonder where it's coming from. Or the complete opposite, where someone who is very friendly, pretty social, talking to friends all the time, 
and now is suddenly very withdrawn or doesn't want to talk to anyone doesn't want to meet anyone there's nothing else really that you notice has caused that to happen or um other things include things like not feeling like eating anything eating too much or not sleeping at all that's a huge sign with teenagers is not sleeping at all it's not necessarily only sleeping late and waking up late because that is something that happens with teenagers a lot mm-hmm. but it's more so not sleeping at all mm-hmm. or the uh, the counter of that is wanting to sleep just all day and not do anything else um there's even things like uh, getting into a lot of fights getting into fights with everybody at school everybody at home etc so um all these things might not indicate suicide directly but might also indicate things uh, that something might be going wrong something might be bothering them something might be affecting them and it's a good thing to get the conversation started to get a sense of uh are you okay are things okay where is it leading mm. the other thing uh, that's a little more subtle is uh people teenagers will start saying things that will seem more like huh they'll say you know i'm feeling low all the time or they might say something like nothing makes me happy and there's a certain way that they might say it or they might even tell you that you know i feel really depressed i feel like i can't do this anymore and this is different from when a tj a teenager in feeling crazy says i don't feel like living anymore that's different from when they come to you and they say that you know this is too much i can't do this mm-hmm. and so it's kind of tuning into what are they saying when is it a uh, real when is it a uh, outburst funny thing mm-hmm. okay how does a parent initiate this conversation with their child yeah that's super important and it can be really tricky as well and uh for some parents it might be the best to get a professional involved as well okay. when you feel like you know there is something going on with your child because you read it in their diary because mm-hmm. you've seen maybe even cut marks on their arms or on their legs a lot of teenagers will self harm before they do anything more severe than that okay and so it's good to pay attention to those signs as well mm-hmm. and when you do notice those signs uh the way i would suggest approaching it is talking to them and telling them how much you care about them how worried you are for their well-being mm-hmm. and that you want to get them the support they need mm-hmm. i think one thing to avoid is showing them that fear that uh, anxiety that parents often feel mm-hmm. and i would suggest do that with your spouse do that with your own parents and family members but don't do that with your child That's your cool. child needs to know that you can handle their mm-hmm. deep lonely sad feelings mm-hmm. and so what i would suggest is saying that hey you know i've noticed that these things are happening Uh, I want to tell you it's okay there are people who go through this so that you normalize it for them mm-hmm. and then you can say that you know I'm worried about you and I understand that you might be going through something right now that I'm not able to understand and I'm not able to help you through it right now so I want to get you the support you need and I'm thinking that maybe we can go to a therapist and go to a counselor 
where you'll be able to deal with these things that feel so hard to deal with alone. Yeah, no, that's good. I think it's also very important that parents don't make the kids feel guilty for what they're feeling. Yeah, absolutely. You know, that's also very common. Like, how can you do this to me? Those kind of statements. Avoid saying all those absolutely, kind of things. Absolutely, yeah. Know? Absolutely, really yeah. Important. Validating and getting angry at them is also um, something that uh, we need to stay away from. Right. A lot of times, parents get angry because uh, parents get scared, you know, and mm-hmm. you don't ever want to see your child go through that. Absolutely. And so it's a very scary moment for parents, and they need their space to deal with it as well. Yeah. And my suggestion is to not do it in front of your child. Right, exactly. And I, I think what you were about to say is, try validating their feelings mm-hmm. and I completely 100% agree with that. Yeah. No, that's good. Well, what do you think as parents or even teachers in the classroom um, or any family members or loved ones that what should we be doing differently than what we already are doing? I know you covered some of it, but what do you think are yeah. some things that we should do differently? I think one thing is talking about mental health, talking about that people are going through these types of things, Mm -hmm. especially right now where it's so heightened for so many adults and teenagers and children. It's normalizing the conversation as well. So having the conversation about we all have so many different feelings. We all feel overwhelmed. We all have to manage so many things that feel hard to manage. Mm -hmm. So it's also constantly having that conversation, making sure you're children your students know that they can come and tell you these things right yeah that's good okay i have one more question and if there is a teenager that is listening right now and is really struggling what is that one advice from a professional clinical perspective like what is that one advice that you would give them right now uh well one thing is this is not your fault I would definitely say that to anybody listening, adult or teenager, that this is not your fault. This is not something that you can uh, control or just ignore. It is something that you deserve to heal from. And it's something that you deserve to get the attention and support for. And talk to a trusted adult, get the help you really, really deserve and need. Friends, I hope you felt encouraged and less alone. Please talk to someone if you are struggling. There is hope in every situation. And remember, you are right here, right now, created for a purpose. You matter and your story matters. Please follow us on Instagram under Red Button Podcast. Leave us a message on Instagram if you have any topics that you would like to hear more about or if you'd like to share your own story. Thank you again for joining us, and I really hope to see you next time.